0: Strategize together, let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Now here's your host. Doreen Morin Van Dam.
1: Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and I am the host of Strategy Talks. I am here with another amazing guest today who I'll introduce you to in just a second. I want to welcome all of you who are here live with us today, whether you're joining us on YouTube, um, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you're joining us from, let us know. Uh, and we are excited that you're here. I also want to welcome those of you who listen to this as a podcast on Strategy Talks. We appreciate you being here for sure. Um, before I go on, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I'm going to welcome my guest, Rich Brooks. How are you, Rich?
0: I'm doing great. And I just want to say that um, I all of a sudden want s'mores. That opening song just puts me physically right by the campfire and I'm ready to go. All
1: right. That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. That's my son playing that jingle. and He does play at the the fireplace outside all the time, right? So um, absolutely, that's that vermonting northern new england feel for sure so um who is rich brooks he is the founder and president of flight new media a digital agency in portland maine that's been in business for 25 years guys he's a nationally recognized speaker on entrepreneurship digital marketing and social media 25 years rich Holy, that cow, right? herself, holy cow i didn't know i had we could so see that.
0: much more hair when i started and it was all black or at least brown and yeah it's been a that's, while
1: that's awesome and the funny part when i saw you post about your 25th 25th year anniversary you started your business in jamaica plain correct yeah, right yeah of part of boston
0: i almost spitting distance to fenway park
1: Yeah, I live there. That's my, when I came, when I immigrated to this country, I lived in Jamaica Plain for a year. So I know it well. Uh, And that's uh, kind of feels like home to me. So that's, that's kind of cool. It's a great spot. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the Remarkability Formula. And I heard you speak back in Lima, Ohio, and it was fantastic. But for those of you who are here watching and don't know what it is, it's, Uh, Remarkability formula helps you uncover what makes your brand remarkable. So Rich, why do we need to know what makes our brand remarkable? Let's start with that.
0: Right. Well, I think one of the things that as marketers or owners, we're always striving to do is to stand out, stand out online, stand out offline, whatever the case may be. And... The idea of being remarkable is nothing new. People have been talking about unique selling propositions, value propositions, blue ocean strategies, and purple cows for years. Uh, Through my work, which is similar to your work, I work with a lot of individuals, small to medium-sized businesses, And really try and help them figure out what makes them stand out, what makes them remarkable. And when I I found that when people go through this work, they tend to get into better alignment and attract more of their ideal customers. Uh, They're more able to create high barriers to the competition. And all of a sudden, all their marketing becomes much easier and much more effective. So putting in that work at the beginning or at any point really does help your marketing, your ROI, and everything else.
1: I love that. That makes a lot of sense. And you were just hitting on a point there. You and I both go through this with some of our clients and a lot of people don't know what makes them remarkable. So let's start with this formula. Tell us a little bit more about what this work entails. I know we only have about, Oh, 15 minutes left. So I want to give the floor to you. Let's talk about what this formula entails and how it can help, um, you, if you're watching this and you know you, you might have some either trouble with your social media, your marketing, you might not reach be reaching the right people or your messages that you're putting out there are landing kind of in no man's land. Let's find out how we can fix that.
0: Yeah, you brought up a good point, Doreen, that a lot of people don't know what makes them remarkable or they don't believe they are remarkable. And when I use the word remarkable, which can feel intimidating, bring on feelings of imposter syndrome, All I mean is that there's something about you or your business that's worth remarking upon. And so the idea of doing this is nothing new, but what I tried to do is create this formula that would allow people to shine a light on their own businesses to really uncover or create something that's remarkable. And I use four lenses and I'll quickly say what they are and then we can do a little bit of a deeper dive into one or all of them. They're find, focus, forge, and frame. So through find, which is where I usually start with somebody, there's already something remarkable about your business. Your job is just to identify it and name it. And that could be your product, your pricing, your people, your delivery system, really anything about your business that stands out. The next lens is called focus. And this is the idea of niching down, niching down until it hurts, until you are the only business offering a specific service to your ideal customer base. And there's a lot of different ways that you can niche down to do that. Through Forge, you are creating something extrinsic to your offering, but it's staying in alignment with your mission or values. And and that's one that a lot of people struggle with, at least when they first hear it. And the idea is just, can you or have you created something that isn't part of your core offering? Maybe it's free. Maybe it's a side thing that you're doing. But that in and of itself is remarkable. People get excited about it. And that's a great way to grow your audience, too. And the last one is frame, and this is just about repositioning what you're already doing. It's almost like a a sister to find. It's repositioning what you're already offering in a new and exciting way, either to show off the value that you're actually offering or to attract a different audience than you're currently attracting. So find, focus, forge, and frame, and I'm happy to jump into any of them or or give examples.
1: Yeah, let's. I think examples will be great because I'm immediately thinking about you know different industries and different things the most important the most not the most important the most um thing the, the one that makes me the most curious is the second one is the focus and actually the third forge those right. two is like you let's were saying on- yeah let's focus on those two i think find People kind of know, you know, where they are there. But let's do focus and forge. Let's look at those. There's so
0: many great examples with focus, and and this is one of the ones that you really can do something about. And focus is all about the idea of just niching down, going for a smaller customer base, reducing the number of ingredients, reducing your hours, reducing your delivery uh, zone, whatever it may be. Which of course terrifies most entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we get started we always say i want to be all things to all people and that's the worst thing you can possibly do so it's about really serving a smaller audience and you know one example that happened to me when i moved into my new home is i needed to find an oil delivery company and i went online and i found the one with the cheapest prices cuz that's who i am and i called them up and their delivery service ended about a block before my street and i'm like do you think you could just deliver i know i'm one block outside of your delivery system and they said no basically the way that they keep their costs down is knowing that they're only going to serve this very small audience. Did they miss out on my business? Yes. But are they really able to control the area they're in? Absolutely. And anybody in that area is more likely to use them because they are so much more cost effective than anybody else. That's just one example of how you can niche down. You can also niche down by, you know, if you're a coach, well, so is everybody, but maybe you're a leadership coach. Maybe you're a leadership coach. For women, Maybe you're a leadership coach for women who have hit a glass ceiling and are looking for an entrepreneurial escape. So the more you start to niche down, yes, you are shedding potential customers, but the customers that you're best able to serve are going to be more and more attracted to you, and they're going to be willing to pay much more for your services because you have become the expert in that field. And there's all this research that shows, like, um, I think it was a couple years ago, the average American primary care physician was bringing in a very healthy annual salary of $247,000. Sounds awesome. But in the same year, specialists were bringing in $399,000 on average. So $150,000 more for, in some ways, knowing less, right? They're able to help less people. They can do less for you. But if you need that knee surgery or the, you know, like something going on with your heart or whatever it is, you're going to pay or your insurance is going to pay a specialist a much higher rate. We reward people who are specialists who have niched down and really focus on what they do best.
1: I love that. So let me throw out an example. Let me ask you if you can help figure out somebody. So say you're a lawyer and you do um, criminal law right and so you want to niche down how would you do that criminal law for a certain kind of criminal
0: like probably yes for a certain time I mean obviously there's already a lot of people who do say uh, personal injury law that's mm-hmm. obviously a niche within this you might even niche down to further things like people who are injured in a car accident or injured in stores you might become the go-to people person for people who handle person personal injury issues that happen in retail spaces or even in big box spaces. And what happens is when you start doing a few of those cases, suddenly you become the go-to person that other lawyers who maybe are only handling somebody's business law, when something ha- comes up, they refer because Doreen or Rich, they were the lawyers that handled that big case that got that big payoff. So really niching down. And of course, especially with law, geography plays a role as well. So these are some of the things that will help. And the more you niche down, this also starts to bleed into digital marketing, because as you niche down, this is going to help with both your local SEO, it's going to help with your organic SEO as you're writing more specific uh, content, like doing SEO for lawyers or whatever it may be, uh, or doing, you know what to do if you've fallen in a big box store and no one's there to help you. Writing that kind of content is going to get a long tail content, much smaller search volume, but the people who are searching for that are going to be your ideal customers. And then when you start getting into, maybe not in this example, but paid search or paid social, and you're really targeting specific keywords or narrowly targeting different audiences, that's also where this is going to pay off too. So again, that focus can really help drive Uh, your KPIs in a positive way.
1: All right. So I have a question for you, Rich. As I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about people and the industries I've worked in, a lot of this niching down to what I've seen doesn't happen until people are in their business. What if you're a startup? Should you do this work, this remarkability formula? Should you do this of where you are projecting to go? Or is there something that you can adjust along the way?
0: Both, I would say. I think okay. that even if this is day one of your business, you can go after a specific niche. Now, that doesn't mean that that's the only business you can take. And you could have two or even three niches. You know, you might be doing um, PR for healthcare and for security companies. You know, th- there could be more than one niche that you're in. One is always better, but the bottom line is focusing on those industries and really narrowing down exactly what you do. Uh, Or narrowing how you help a specific business or industry could also be a good idea. But it's also something that can evolve over time. I mean, you may start as being the industry specialist for one specific topic, like, say, search engine optimization if you're in marketing. And then over the years, you switch over to social and then you narrow down into TikTok or whatever the next big thing is. So Specialist uh, or our focus can definitely evolve over time. And that's because life evolves over time. So uh, yes, start with a niche, but be willing to take on other work on the side to pay your bills. Um, but continue to talk about and focus on that niche because it really will help your spend as well as you start thinking about things like advertising and trade shows that you want to uh, show up for as well.
1: I love that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So if you're watching this and you um, maybe you haven't really niched down yet. Um, think about your most successful clients, right? Your most successful work that you've done, what you loved about it, how you helped them, what knowledge you gained from doing that and working with, um, those clients. And then think about, could you get more clients like that? Um, and, and what do you need to do? So let's move on to forge then, because that was one that, I had a little bit of a harder time with let's can you explain that a little bit more what happens next
0: sure and there's a different ways that you can approach forge but the again the idea is that you're creating something outside of your true offering as a way of standing out and one example is we put on an annual conference you've spoken at it the agents of change conference that we hold here in Portland Maine now obviously people don't need to attend the conference to hire my company, Flight New Media. And likewise, they don't need to hire Flight New Media if they're going to the conference. Like they're two unrelated things, except that they're both all about digital marketing. And when I get up there on stage wearing my Flight New Media shirt, and people know he's both in charge of AOC and he's he's in charge of Flight New Media, that makes a direct impression. So even though it may be that that's on some level irrelevant to my company, it does help brand me as, and flight, as a company that's really involved in digital marketing and helping small, medium-sized businesses grow and succeed in Maine, New England, and the rest of the U.S. And I've heard from clients when they come, I'm sure you're the same way, hey, how'd you hear of us? And many times they'll say, I've been going to the Agents of Change conference for years, but it's only now that I need a website or SEO or paid social or whatever it may be. So, by doing this extrinsic activity, we're gaining attention, we're getting press, and we're getting into boardrooms that we didn't even know existed. And so that's one thing. And so doing things like that, like uh, another thing I've seen people do where they uh, create scholarships around their industry, maybe for underserved populations to kind of bring people into the business or into the industry. That's another amazing way of doing things. Or Ben and Jerry's, when they created pecan resist ice cream uh, to use a vermont example although they're more of a global brand but you know they created this ice cream and donated 100,000 dollars of the profits to four progressive groups they were you know very anti-trump very liberal and this is how they basically used their product they could they could have called it anything they could have called yeah. it pecan ice cream right but they called it pecan resist they built this whole campaign around it of course they angered some people, but they knew that their core audience would probably go out of their way to try this new ice cream. And when you look at their social media activity, releasing that ice cream versus any others, it's like a hundred to one in terms of the level of engagement they got from that brand, the amount of press that was generated and everything. And it works for both sides. I mean, the bottom line is we've seen similar things from right-leaning companies like uh, Chick-fil-A and MyPillow. Nobody buys MyPillow without thinking about the political ramifications of that product, right? So it's like when you buy it, you're not saying I need a good night's sleep, you're saying I support this guy who supports Donald Mm -hmm. Trump. So again, doing things that may be extrinsic to what our offering is, but are in alignment with our mission and values, that's really what I'm talking about here.
1: I love that explanation, that's great. That makes it very clear for me what that's about. For me that would, for my business, it would mean speaking at events right because it doesn't necessarily impact what i do but it builds my brand it builds my brand awareness for people and it builds that connection between more media and doreen and the things that i do and you know especially speaking at marketing events much like you do um it just builds that goodwill that expertise and it connects those two so Um, I love that. I love the scholarship idea. I was immediately thinking volunteering in the community as well.
0: Yep. The only thing that I might recommend though is because when we speak at other events, that's obviously just great, great for us anyways. But what about putting on your own event? I mean, I would actually say that this uh, podcast slash live stream is almost more an example of forge than when you speak somewhere else. What Mm -hmm. if you put on your own event? What if you created an event or a workshop or a course paid or free? That was all about this. What if you decided that you were going to teach um, entrepreneurship to young women coming out of college or coming out of high school or from your, your area that maybe came from underserved communities? That's the kind of stuff that's going to generate press, generate interest, and really get people to recognize how remarkable you actually are. Oh,
1: okay. No, that's very, very clear. Can you believe we're 19 minutes in, Rich? I would love to talk to you a lot longer, but this show is only 20 minutes. So before we go, I have a very quick uh, three-question rapid um, answer. So can I ask you? Let's do this. Pep talk or motivational quote?
0: Motivational quote.
1: Physical work or mental work? Mental work. Loose guidelines or clear directions? oh
0: that is a tough one and i think it's contextual but i'm going to go with the uh what was it loose or tight
1: loose guidelines or clear
0: directions clear directions probably best all right god i don't even like my own answers
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it just this is usually i do this at the end because it gets people to know you just a little bit better and sometimes people go well. Both, you know, loose guidelines could be for my team because I want them to have the freedom to right. go ahead. But then, clear directions is when you know we need to be clear on the outcome on things. I so- just
0: wrote up a work agreement, and for that, it's very clear directions. I don't want any questions about uh, a work agreement.
1: Okay, awesome, love it. So, where can people find you?
0: Uh, if they want to reach out to me, I am the Rich Brooks on every single social platform. If they like podcast, I'd recommend checking out the Agents of Change.
1: All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Rich. Um, I love this topic. I was very fortunate to have heard you speak on all of that. You made it very clear on how people can get um, started with being remarkable and standing out and using that to get um you know, that uh, friction and the next movement on digital marketing, social media, everywhere else online. So I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to say goodbye to everybody here. I'll see you again next week for another episode of Strategy Talks. And see you later, everybody. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.